I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A question a lot of you will be asking right now is, does Fast 9 make sense? if I haven't watched Fast 1 through Fast 8? And the answer is, kind of. (laughs) Well, well, well. Come back. To the worst idea of all time, episode one, season five, Fast and Furious six. It's season six. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Tim. Uh, my name, as you well know, is Guy, and uh, we're sitting in a green in a green room, not backstage, mm. but in a room that is green. And um, this is the room where we've just watched a new film. Uh, for the first time, uh, on a new quest, and it, it's sort of it's a different kind of quest, but it's an exciting mountain to climb, and there's no one with whom I would rather do it, and there's no, I suppose, franchise with whom I would rather be spending the time. Yeah, they, these two fuckos. We've been us. We're known for our our podcast where we watch predominantly the same movie every week for a year. Over and over again. We've done it so many times now. So many times I literally lost count moments ago. This time, though, uh, we've been hired by Universal. Have you heard of them? They're um, huge. They're a powerhouse, a distributor, a studio. Um, they make the They make the movies. They make the flicks. They make the things you see on the silver screen. They make your heart go boom, boom. Yeah, and they've got one of the most um, iconic sort of introductory stings, if you could call it that, where when you when you hear that, when you sit down to watch a movie and the Universal logo starts, the globe starts rolling around the screen and the horn starts saying... It starts da, quiet. You know you're dealing with a movie at that point. You know that you you got qual. That's the sign of quality. Yeah, I've never seen a TV show that starts like that. Never. And they have. They've seen. I guess they've seen what we do. And they're big fans. It's not. You know what? It's been a minute. I felt like we got hot and then we got cold and it's nice to be back and especially deep in the pocket of Universal. It's nice to be sponsored for a change. What Universal have decided to do with us is they've got a they've got a movie to promote. It's very important to them that's coming up. Uh, I am pretty sure it's called Fast X. That's right. And uh, it's a new movie in the franchise called The Fast and the Furious. And that brings us to... Our new little journey, which we've been hired to do, which is this season we will be watching all of the Fast and Furious movies that have been released in the franchise thus far in reverse order, each the number of times according to where it appears in the series. 
That means that we'll be watching F9 nine times, eight, eight times, seven, seven times, and so on and so forth, all the way down to, I suppose, a treat that we will earn and yes. a um, the final piece <laughs> of the backstory puzzle that will help make sense of this sprawling sort of cornucopia of ideas and action sequences. Uh, I've done the maths. Okay. So I've got a um I've got a I've got a sniff. Yeah. Can I can I do one sniff off microphone? Um yeah man, you you can. I believe in you. Thank you, yeah. Uh so yeah, we we're gonna watch nine nine times, eight, eight times, so on and so forth. We got it. Forty five times. Oh, that's the number. It's a forty five week season. All building up to uh I suppose the magnum opus of the Universal Pictures franchise. Uh, a mountain at which we will, you know, stand at the foot of and gaze upon admiringly. Fast X. And the X is actually a number, which I'm sure that will confuse any of our listeners who aren't Roman, or to use the local and common and modern parlance, Italian. The X stands for 10. Stands for 10, everybody. Uh, what we have done, though, is we've just watched The Fast and the Furious 9. And here's the thing. I want to say for the first time, but that's not fucking no, true. that's not strictly true. <laughs> this podcast has a been funny in the thing, pipes. A funny thing happened on the way to season six, everybody. About, man, like a year ago? Uh, yeah, even longer, I think. Probably a year and a half. Between oh, a year and a year crazy. and a half ago. So Guy and I intended to do this season um, quite a sorry, Guy and I got hired to do this season by Universal Studios quite a while ago. I think in the build up to the release of F9, they knew that they had another one coming up and, and they, they knew there were only two guys to contact. We started uh, watching Fast Nine when it was out at the cinema and yeah. we saw it four or five times. <laughs> we, we, we paid a lot of money, we paid a lot of money. Well, we, uh, but uh, you know, uh, on the other hand, we were paid a lot of money as uh, well. Yes, of course, of course, of course, um, by Universal Studios, you see. And we took uh, some fine-feathered friends as well to the flicks and recorded did, a bunch of episodes. And then know, we As got, a lot of people at the time were, we did our own research. In what way? Oh, yes, by going to the flick. Yeah. Indeed. And um, what happened next will shock you. We got locked down again, I think. That's what did it, eh? Because we That's were, right. I think, in between lockdowns here. And we were on a hot streak. We'd so watched it five times. And to go back in, the, in our hovels. It was, it was like a three to four month stay in the hovel. Yeah. And uh, the movie, the way the distribution worked, even with our inside track at Universal, was not accessible at, you know, at home. And obviously there were other things to attend to. Like our lives, yeah, and uh, basically the whole thing got put on a shelf. And uh, when we decided to rekindle the flames of this commercial relationship with Universal, we um we didn't know what to do. Do we dig up the remains of you know five episodes out of a forty-five episode season of a podcast? No, and sort of you know try no. and insert ourselves into a previous idea of what the movie was? Absolutely not. Yuck. We start at the beginning. Yeah. And so tonight, we have watched Fast 9 for the first, in the world of, I guess, our lives, time in our lives. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm saying we watched the movie for the first time. It's the first episode of the new season, everybody. That's what I want to say to you. Take, Tim, take everything you know about Fast 9. Yes. Forget it. Oh, no. Except for the most <laughs> recent screening. Okay, I got it. Yeah. I'm there. And I didn't. I didn't hold on to a whole lot of it, despite the fact that I. This was the sixth time I'd seen it. It felt like the first time for a lot of these it's, scenes. It's a lot to hold on to. There's it's, so much in this movie. You would need to have, you know, seven to eight arms to just keep hold of the action sequences in this movie alone. Mm. It's a very difficult thing to keep tabs across all of. Yeah. And uh, with a two-hour and sixteen-minute runtime. It is not a film to be meddled with. No, it's quite long. It is a film to be sat down and taken seriously. I feel like, did you fall asleep in the cinema at all towards one of those last ones? I feel like you did. Yeah, but it's a, it's a um, hollow. That didn't and happen. E it's a hollow and easy accusation yeah, to make. Yeah, yeah it's true. And it, it doesn't You're even hold, hold water in the world of this podcast. Okay, okay. 
Fair enough. Uh, but I mean, I'll tell you, you almost fell asleep during this watch as well, though. Your eyes were looking pretty, pretty what you, closey. What do, you, what do you want me to say? I saw the whole movie. You asked me a single question <laughs> about it, I'll tell you in detail. Yeah, fair enough. All right, mate. All right. Yeah, you know, we, we're friends, man. You and I, we've decided to do this together. We've come to have some fun. And like, you know, you're, you're calling me out historically. Yes. You're trying to call me out in the present day. Yes. This is our first time watching this movie together. Man, the thing Let's that, not talk about here, here's how the, each other were behaving. Listen, here's the thing people forget about bullying. It's kind of fun. Yeah, and it kind of works. Um, but I... I <laughs> I watched the whole thing. Yeah, we both did just now. And uh, on a laptop with a Bluetooth speaker. Yeah, we made it as cinematic as you can. We did. On a laptop. It wasn't a bad laptop to watch it on. It's a nice screen, nice 4K a, bright screen. Yeah. And it's a you know, it's a pretty chunky laptop connected to a, a pretty decent Bluetooth speaker. First cinematic ish. We turned all of the lights off. So it was pitch black save for the incandescent glow of Vin Diesel's glistening, weird ass five foot eleven body throwing yeah. men twice his size off of cliffs driving cars too fast over bridges wow. it's i think and uh, other feats of superhuman strength i suppose a good question to ask you know for for my knowledge is how familiar are you with the fast and the furious franchise outside of what we've seen tonight i feel like i've seen a couple of them once at Incident- some point. incidentally yeah yeah you've yeah. not se- you've not pursued them all as a fan no Certainly not. You sort of just have engaged peripherally with the franchise. I reckon I might have seen one with Joseph Moore at some point, perhaps. It sounds believable. Joseph Moore. I used to live with him. Friend of the podcast. Huge Fast and the Furious. Big fan, big fan. You know, the thing about this franchise is, it might not be in the zeitgeist right now because we're in between films, but you'll remember. That's exactly why we're talking about it, by the way. Exactly. And the lead up to Fast 10. Once FX is like, you know, hot on our heels... I think that works. Um, we will remember that this is a franchise that rivals James Bond in terms of, you know, raw cinematic power of getting people to the fucking well, big old cineplex. I'm, I'm glad. And I'm, s- grabbing a popcorn, you know? Yeah. Cutting the hole out of the bottom. Yeah. Putting their hand in there. When someone reaches in for the popcorn, you shake their hand. It's freaky. They don't know what's happening. It's a famous gag. Um, I think... You know, it's an interesting space that the this franchise occupies. I'm not very familiar with it either. I think I watched the first one at the movies. You like cars as a concept? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love um, Owen Wilson, so I'll watch basically anything he's yeah, in. Nice. <laughs> I hope I got the right Wilson brother. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, there it wow. is. Wow. <laughs> uh, so... I do. I mean, I I don't really care about cars that much. But watch the first one. Haven't really seen anything in the intervening years, and then seen the ninth one. And we're talking about Disney's cars, or are we back to Fast and Furious? We're back to Fast and Furious. Thank you. Because I I remember the first movie being set on planet Earth. Okay. (laughs) And it's a crazy thing because in between, I don't know when it came out. Mm. Late nineties, early two thousands. At a guess, maybe mid. Uh, I want to yeah mid noughties. But I think we all needed some, yeah, I think it was maybe 2002, 2003. Yeah, that's right, because they weren't allowed to put planes in the movie. Exactly. All tall buildings. Everything was like, keep it on the ground. Uh, but I, it's in between then and now, cinema has embraced the world of the superhero and the supernatural with such vim and vigor. It's fascinating that this movie, it still exists in technically in reality, but it's ve- it very much feels like, you know, uh, people as superheroes. They're competing, without saying they're superheroes. They're competing with Marvel movies yeah, in all senses. So they've turned Vin using, Diesel into some muscled up demigod freak. But still technically trying to use all the rules of like space, time and physics. Yeah, loosely. Except for one thing. Everything is stretched to within an inch of believability. And then one thing in particular they just wholesale make up. And that is... And did that can, did, did that irritate you? Yeah, it did because there are these fucking magnets that oh. they've got in the in the movie, right? Yeah, there's a lot of magnet stuff in this. I flip. actually, I um, when we first watched it a long time ago, yeah. I reviewed it on Letterboxd, and I believe the review was um, the Fast and the Furious crew learn about magnets. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do and they don't. 
because <laughs> in this movie they're using these magnets these electromagnets which just means it's a magnet that gets powered by an electrical current to work but with these ones you can flick them in with one little dial and they work like a magnet but then you flick them the dial the other way and it repels metal and that's not a thing that exists the dial by the way it's like an old sort of um, like a microwave oven from the seventies, or, or a volume knob on a stereo. Is how it's I a better, it. yeah, that's good. But you can so you can turn it all the way up. But I guess, and this is where the analogy annoys you. You can also turn it beyond all the way down to the inverse, where somehow the speakers Listen, send, send audio waves in the opposite direction. They, they essentially, well, I guess to follow this analogy, it'd be like if the speaker turned into a black hole and just started <laughs> attracting particulate matter into the tweeter you you're such a um stickler every anything that sort of no because i'm willing to go with it for anything else and a lot of shit happens in this movie man a lot of shit they go to spoiler alert they go to space in a pontiac that is a spoiler um the damn shame you did that i'm with them for that that's fine (laughs) go with god you know all good because god because god God lives in space there's no magnet that repels metal I'm going to be, I'm really going to be embarrassed if there is, and I just don't know about them. But anyway, okay, listen, listen, Fast and Furious 9, an interesting flick. It's over two hours. There's so many people in it. (laughs) And a lot of stuff happens. We open on a beautiful family scene of a duskily colored, dimly lit farmyard. With a beautiful little house. Before that, there's a, there's a, you know, this is what really shits me about you. <laughs> you spend so much time getting your, your knickers in a twist about whether or not magnets can, you know, send metal in the opposite direction. Yeah. You forget this movie starts in the past. It oh, starts, does that come first? Yes. Is that what it opens on? I mean, Universal, we went over this because they used the old logo and it really, yeah. it, you know, it's like hearing a vinyl crackle at the start of a record it really puts people in a oh, frame of shit, mind it true. sets the scene and you know when i heard you say dusk i thought well it isn't golden hour they're on an old racetrack in east los angeles the family toretto young dom and his brother john cena jacob yeah uh they're the pit crew for their cool racing dad and he's going around and around and um he pulls in and he's got his last lap. He's won the he's won whatever the competition he's in for the season. There's no need for him to go this hard in the race. It's but, like NASCAR but local. Yeah. It's like club sport NASCAR. Like NASCAR, because it's in LA. If it was in New York it would be NASCAR. And if it was in um <laughs> New Mexico, it'd be NASCAR. you know. It the system works. And he's he's pulled in and he's he's gotta he's gotta go around again and I say, like, just take it easy, man. You've already won. And he goes, No, I got a, I got a race. And uh, Jacob, young John Cena, does something under the hood of the car. The car goes out, and there's a, a sort of an evil, villainous opposing driver, who basically uh, shunts Mister Toretto. I don't know his first name from the back. Please, my father is Mister. I guess it works. Yeah, their father is Mister Toretto. And then. Uh, something happens to his engine and he, he gets basically the the bully car from behind him, has him up against the wall and then drives up underneath him. And I guess that's the pace that they're moving at and maybe it's, his brakes have been cut, but the car flips. And not, you know, not just... Not your normal it's flipping like, car. It, it's a real statement piece stunt. They say, we've spent a fucking lot of money on this movie and not a lot on the script. This, so you better enjoy this car being on fire. This sequence is the cinematic equivalent of when you are 16 and someone's just figured out that they can set uh, aerosol deodorant on fire with a lighter and they tap you on the shoulder and say, hey man, do you want to see something cool? Yeah. This car gets fucking obliterated, bro. I find I found out about that in a um in a supermarket. Did you? When I would have been about eleven or twelve after school, me and some other uh I suppose young ne'er do wells, someone had figured it out and they did it in the aisle of a I think it was a new world. Fuck that's high stakes. We got kicked out in of a mall. supermarket. Yeah. Oh my God. That's no good. In uh, Christchurch. Yeah. No good at all. And I'm assuming in somewhere like Islam. Uh 
Yeah, yeah. It was in one of the suburbs. It was in Miravale. Mir- oh, even worse. What? Miravale was a pretty uh, affluent suburb and also filled with old people. Those yeah, old biddies yeah. wouldn't know what fucking hit them. You guys are making $2 flamethrowers <laughs> in the aisles of Miravale New World? I look, you know, even now it's important to me to say, oh, I never I never made the flamethrower myself, but I was excited by it. <sighs> That's the worst. <laughs> You're the worst kind. <laughs> and I remain, to, I remain so to this day. I... Uh, but so the, the 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 car gets fucked up Mr. to the max. Mr. Toretto dies. It's crazy, guys. It gets it gets thrown skyward and it's then almost, it, hits, it hits a chain link fence and then explodes seventeen yeah, times. It's almost like um, you know, one of those memes where someone falls over and then it's been mixed with shooting stars. That's like and they just keep oh, falling yeah. over through space and time and all these different sort of wormholes. Yeah. It's like that, but it's all on the one track. The car basically it's, does another eight laps too much. while exploding. It's too much, everyone. They've gone, it's gotten away on them. They do but it not, looks fucking sick. And they don't want to risk anyone thinking that the Toretto brothers still have a dad. Yeah. They could have cut it after 30 seconds. You would have been like, the driver's dead. Here's the issue I have. Where's Ms. Toretto? Their mum never mentioned whatsoever. We spend so much time, uh, you know, on the concept of family. Family is everything. Whoop, whoop. Family is so central. <laughs> Nothing but family in Fast I'm and Furious. I'm afraid I'm going to have to pull you over, sir, for being too much of an ally. Where's the mum? <laughs> this is an allyship. This is a mystery to be solved. Because I think maybe that's what we're going to get in Fast X. Oh, and wow. Universal have told us to speculate about it. Yeah, as best we can because naturally we also have to speculate. The about... dad's dead, and that's the origin story of both of these dastardly boys. But not the origin, not the original origin story that we hear about them in Fast One or in Fast and the Furious. In fact, no, but this is called retconning. The well, no- sort of the, retconning. The, the knowledge that Dom has a brother yeah. is treated as a reveal in this movie. Yeah, that's a retcon. And what is a retcon? Uh, retroactive continuity, I think is what it stands for. It's like when you've got an existing story and then you're suddenly like, and there's a brother. Uh, But the franchise has been going for ages. So you kind of change the continuity by just adding some plot to shit. I mean, I'm so excited for the start of our journey because we're, I mean, essentially we are time traveling backwards (laughs) To discover, you know, the series of seemingly normal decisions that a few family members made that led them to this, you know, unbelievable circumstance in which Fast Nine is set. I, I I've got nothing but admiration for the grandiose way in which you're framing this. <laughs> we're just watching the Fast and Furious <laughs> movies the wrong way around. That's what we're really doing. I, you know, I want I want to know how do you wind up living in a barn yeah. out in the middle of bumfuck nowhere? Yeah, true. With a boy called Brian, little Brian, or either married or related to Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah, this, this is tricky because I remember this from the cinema, and it came back to me in this they watch. Hook, they hook up in the movie. Uh, yeah, but, you but know, in this that, day and age, but it's like forty minutes in. So for a long time, you're like it's way longer than forty. Huh. So it's so far in. Yeah, you're right. And they share no sexual chemistry. Z- none. Not an iota. It's crazy. It's nuts. It's like the magnets. They are repelled by each other. <laughs> but like a couple of Barbie dolls, the director's yeah. like, now you but have to if kiss. Director Justin Lin turns the volume dial. Yeah. All of a sudden, Michelle Rodriguez and Vin Diesel's mouths yep. are sucked towards each other. It's it's. Uh, there's no chemistry to the point where you're like we. Yeah, just assumed. I remember on first watch, and and it came back to me this time. It's just like, okay, so so they're brother and sister, and they're having to raise this kid, and we're pretty sure it's Paul Walker's kid because he died. No, no, no. It's it's named after. I fucking know that now, but I'm just saying like that's the vibe that this movie's oh, put. If you want, if you don't know any context, then you just come in, yeah, fresh yeah, to yeah. Fast Nine. You're like, okay, got it. Vin's in charge. That's his sister. Um, I'm assuming that because of the emotional gravitas afforded to this kid, that's got to be Paul Walker's kid who's dead in this movie. Confusingly, Paul Walker's character is alive in this franchise despite they, Paul Walker. R.I.P. R.I.P. Paul Walker. He I, has passed away in real life. I feel life. like the, the good folks at Universal knew that they had a franchise that would span you know decades. Mm. And so if they could just hold on to the character long enough... The technology would catch up to the point at which they could reinsert him into the movie. I'm fearful and of that. 
They've been working hard for te- for nine films, you know, and as always, yeah. you know, we can show you the emails, open invitation to speculate. It's incredible. Basically, the size of the check and the length of the leash that Universal have put us on. But um, I get the sense that they've been waiting for a long time for the technology to exist to reintroduce and reintegrate Paul Walker's Brian on screen to the Fast and the Furious universe. Usually uh, on this podcast, Guy, we sort of explain what the plot of the movie is. I have <laughs> no desire to do that. No, 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 no. no. It's not and important. No, no, no one's got a desire to listen to it. Here's got- my top five dudes I'd fuck from this movie Please. in order. Yeah, Number one, good. Kurt Russell. Yeah. God damn. He's still got it, man. And he's got a he's got a great role. He, yeah. he you see only the best of Kurt Russell. I would say he probably he spent less than 20 minutes on set. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he is playing the role of um high-ranking politician no, no. figure. He's he's not a politician. He's a he's a nefarious like secret agent. Yeah, he's a he's CIA Mr. guy. He's Mr. Mr. Nobody. Nobody. That's right. So he's basically like a Metal Gear Solid character replete with the right visual treatment whenever he's I'm, on screen doing a transmission. It's I'm, like, yeah. Snake. I'm pretty sure. I'm in trouble. The I'm, plane's going down. I'm pretty sure his opening line is, Mayday, Mayday. It's so good. It's so good. And and then he pops up in the film. You it's get like to you, see him. It's like you've just turned on Fast and the Furious on Nintendo 64. Yeah. <laughs> it's real sick. So, look, he's the guy I most want to have sex with. Fair enough. Young Han, who we have a flashback to. Now, is that actually Young Han or is that current Han? I think it's Young Han from, I'm guessing, Tokyo Drift. I think that's probably footage from Tokyo Drift. The stuff with Gal Gadot in it. So Gal- she in, She's in Tokyo Drift. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> haven't haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah, no, but makes sense. I don't know. Like, there's, it's it's interesting. So, okay, guys, so, there's a guy called Han in this movie, and it's a big deal because Guy and I have been led to believe by the first hour of this movie that Han is dead. Well, and <laughs> maybe movie six or so. We've not even been led to believe it. It's just that Han is not a feature because you know he's. He's not spoken of because he's assumed. Yeah, I guess we've got a big crew. There's a crew of like we've met about seven or eight people by now. They're they're opening curtains, they're opening cupboards, they're pulling all the old stars of the franchise out into this, and they're saying, you know, here's something we can get around. Dom Toretto, Vin Diesel has a secret brother who is hell bent on global destruction. So yes. we're going to need to run into everyone we've ever met. Yeah, and using our collective knowledge, expertise, and um. I suppose familial ties, we can overcome the obstacle that is John Cena. And Han, he is behind sort of, you know, he's deep, he's, his character, presumed dead, is hidden deep behind one of these curtains or cupboards and yeah. pulled out and said, look, Han is alive in this movie. And Guy and I go, okay, yeah. cool. You can tell it's a big deal, but it's, it, it, I didn't feel it. It's because we haven't seen the other movies, mate. But your big takeaway is that you want to fuck Han. He's number two after Kurt Russell, and specifically flashback Han, because um, old Han, spoiler alert, is in position number five on my list. Oh wow! So young Han's number two, See, old Han's number five. I think I think number two and number five are the same fella. Well, at the same time, in different makeup and, nah, and costuming. I guess we'll find out at some point, and I'll probably have forgotten by then. But um, you know, listeners, take an account. Is it a um, CGI-generated sequence in this movie, or is it just some foot? Because this way, they didn't have to pow- pay for Gal Gadot twice. They just go into the vault, grab a little videotape, now that she's huge and famous, and be no. like, Gal Gadot's in this movie. I mean, look, man. But no, she's in the other movie before she was Wonder Woman. They weren't saving money on casting and in this movie. singing very good songs to help us through the pandemic. Yeah. Gal Gadot single-handedly got me through that second lockdown, and... I don't know if I can thank her enough. Guy number three. It's the baddie, Otto. Oh, yeah, he's great. He's, he's got sexy. a lot of charisma. See, I, I don't know that I want to... Um, I think I want to spend time with him. I think You want to hang out. For, for what a bad guy he is in the world of the film, he also seems like a doting partner. Oh, that's sweet. I think he. I, I think he might be a little insecure. Well, sure. He's the son of a dictator, a rich dictator from a country that I'm pretty sure isn't mentioned. That's right. But he sounds Scandinavian. Yeah, and he looks pretty Scandy too. Yeah, I know what you mean. He's the kind of guy you could take home to mother. He seems like a real charmer. 
Yeah, yeah. It'd be great at the dinner table. Cuts both ways, though. People-pleasing tendencies. Must be hard to be Otto. Uh, for sure. Number four, it's the there's a French villain. Oh, he's like a henchman almost. Yeah, who gets uh, like a landmine strapped to him and then Han actually does that, kills him, opens a latch which lets him out of a truck and he's caught by his own parachute, catches the wind and he explodes in midair. He's it, in the movie a little bit. He's in a, a few scenes. It's a pretty cool sequence. He's, this takes place in Tbilisi, sexy. the capital of Georgia. I thought they'd made that place up. Because there's a few, this is wild, but they have a patchwork of invented and real locations and they they title all of them but some of them don't exist like what's the first one monte quinto monte quinto doesn't exist but that, that one can't exist because it's this you know the their government is you know like it totally could movies do it all the time no, no. Just be like, no. oh, blah, 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 the Russians did this. Not in this climate, Tim, on account of our political correctness, having gone absolutely mad. I don't know if I could accuse the Fast and the Furious 9 of tiptoeing around cancellation. What would happen to the Fast and the Furious franchise if Vin Diesel was cancelled? Man, there's too much money wrapped up in it. He can't go down. He's too big to fail. He's Citibank. <laughs> He's the Hindenburg of cars. <laughs> the Hindenburg famously wasn't too big to fail. No, no, the Hindenburg's doing fine. People walked out of the Hindenburg, though, and I'd like to think that people would walk out of the Fast and the Furious unscathed if Vin Diesel got taken down. Who would you give the torch to, though, if he did? Like, uh, probably. Because I feel like Paul Walker was sort of set up to be in that position. Rest in peace, my man. Vinny Bennett, New Zealand's own. Jesus. Young Vin. Love that. The the actor who plays uh, young Dominic Toretto. So the half of the movie is told in real time as they try and, you know, solve this issue that they're facing. They don't even have the fucking guts in this movie to label the weapon that threatens the extinction of humanity. For the first half of the movie, everyone keeps referring to it as the device and it looks like the it props like department. Shit. It looks I, like total shit. I suppose shit. because they assumed that it was called the device, it wasn't a significant plot point, and so they just sourced some like kids' toy it's from like a, a Kmart. It's, it's like black half of an orb with like some plastic netting draped, black netting traced across the top of it. Uh, I can't remember the original the the original point I was making. But yeah, you're a sleepy boy. No, no, I'm a fucking <laughs> alert man. I will not stand for these baseless accusations. I'm trying to make a podcast with you. The device is called Project Ares because Ares was the god of war. And what this thing is, is it's two halves of a supercomputer that when you put mm. it together and combine it with the DNA of Han's daughter, which is like the key. key, the password to activate the thing, then it becomes a weapon that can take over all technology and weapon systems the world over become at your disposal. I remember what I was saying. I was saying half of the movie is set in a world where they're trying to prevent John Cena from getting his hands on that and changing the course of humanity. Mm. And not half, but a lot of it is set in the past as we sort of get all of this backstory, you know, all this light shed on Dom and Jacob's relationship. And uh, the young Dom, who I thought was outstanding without even knowing that the guy was a New Zealander. I remember this at the cinema. Yes. Is a New Zealander. It's a, uh, an actor called Vinnie Bennett. He raps. He absolutely raps. All the stuff in the past is the best bits of the film. You reckon? Hands down. It looks cooler. It's got better actors in it. Like the writing, weirdly, is way better. It's just all better. Well, do you know, the the writing's easier because there's less qualifying, there's less, like, you know, technical jargon to qualify why things are happening. It's set in the part. It's basically set in the world of the first Fast and the Furious movie. Like, there's a big set piece inside of the flashback, which is just a street race. Yeah, and it's one of the most thrilling parts of the whole movie. It rules. And you know, if I'm not mistaken, that's what you and I will be tracing our way back towards. You know, that is the 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 fruit. What in Fast One at the top of the tallest tree is just a movie about street racing. Oh right, yes, but that yeah yeah yeah. I thought you meant the brother relationship because no, that's, no, that's like, new to Fast Nine. Yeah, they grafted that on just for this film. That's uh, if not you, the if, first if, one, if, as I understand. If Vin Diesel goes down, basically they keep Dominic Toretto alive in 
you know, they can go back to the beginning of the franchise again. They don't have to keep fucking creating cars that are submarines oh. or cars that are <laughs> rockets. Gotcha. They can just go back to the beginning and have cars be cars again. That's cool. As young Dominic Toretto catches up to... That's so good. Dominic Toretto in the first Fast and the Furious movie. How many movies can you squeeze out of that? Five easy, right? I think it's a prestige TV series. Oh, that's nice. It feels like it. It's You've got to do something nice. different with it because the you know the franchise has become such a big movie thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. HBO, Universal. I don't think they've got a platform. Yeah, no. They? they released the TV as cinema. It's a world first. Sick as. Um, I'd watch it. I'd watch it because I loved all of those bits. Not least of which because they've got a prodigy sample and the track that plays when the how two ba- brothers are racing. How badly did you want the song to just keep being the prodigy though? Oh, yeah, quite a lot. Yeah. Men of a certain age will hear that sample and go, yeah, but, you know, play the actual fucking play yeah. the Prodigy track. Yeah, play, play something we all know, <laughs> Fast 9. That song must be close to, it must be 25 years old. Breathe yeah, by Prodigy? Yeah. It's old, but not as old as us. Um, <laughs> Grim. Yeah. Favorite line from the movie, Guy? I wrote it down. Glad to hear that. Uh, so sort of a call to action. Dom or Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez and their boy Brian uh, live in this barn and all the old gang come out. Um, Tyrese Gibson, the model, turned actor through the Fast and the Furious franchise. Ludacris, rapper turned actor through the Fast and the Furious franchise. Both of those guys looking pretty ageless, by the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ramsey, who's a, a, a young British woman, uh, there, there's a call to action. They're saying, this crazy thing's happened and you need to help out. And Dom's like, no, we I live in the bush. What? You know, he's like, I live on a barn now and I hide my oh, son right, in the basement yeah. when people show up. And then he's like, you don't understand. Cypher, who's we find is Charlize Theron, yes. obviously a historic villain in the Fast and the Furious franchise, says... Uh, this is, I think, Tyrese or Ludacris to beckon, you know, Vin to say, you've got to come with this. He says, this is Cypher, the woman who killed the mother of your child. And this is a vital piece of exposition. This is a reason for Vin Diesel to leave this life that he's sworn to himself and go and, you know, follow the gang. And they've used two sort of pronouns, I guess, for woman and once it's such a confusing sentence. <laughs> I spent a minute afterwards trying to understand. Say it's, it again. This is Cypher, the woman who killed the mother of your child. I don't necessarily think it's that complicated. Yeah. No, it's not. But, but it's, the phrasing. It's a really easy piece of information. But I really like that they put it in there for us to be like, excuse me, Guy and Tim. <laughs> You got to know what Shalice Theron was up to in the other movies to be able to understand what's going on right now. Well, and for that, I thank them. A, a question a lot of you will be asking right now is: Does Fast Nine make sense if I haven't watched Fast One through Fast Eight? And the answer is kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree with that. If you're willing to accept a world where there's a particular kind of magnet that can repel metal, I think you're going to enjoy this movie. And if you can't accept that, you're going to be as frustrated <laughs> as I am. You're going to be in for a long nine episodes. My favourite line, thanks for asking, it was definitely your chin. It's distinctive. The tr- <laughs> I know the Toretto's have quite a mixed bloodline, but I never detected a Nordic strain. Charlize Theron... Just working with what she's got, really. Yeah, yeah. Trying her best. So this is it's an example of what you call retcon. Yes. Which is like Charlize Theron's character. Basically, you're, le- you're left to believe she lives in a box. She's, she's <laughs> she a tr- doesn't live in a box. She's in prison. She's in prison in a box by Otto, this scandy sort of son of a dictator. Number three John on Cena. Tim's most fuckable list. Yeah. And uh, she spends all of her time in the box thinking of quips, things to say to you know the her antagonizers or captors i suppose and one of them is she's really hoving into the reason that john cena's character exists and how they're related and why they had a falling out and she just goes absolutely (laughs) mental on it and then the writers i don't know who was in charge still weren't confident that it would be clear enough like the people would be like no but john cena and vin diesel don't even look alike how could they be brothers and so they write a line of dialogue which is so clunky which is like so good you're not so good you're nordic 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It's such a great thing to do in a movie to be like, fuck, we've really painted ourselves into a corner. There's a I lot, know, a line and a half will solve this. There's a lot, especially in the current day scenes, there's a lot of really good labelling. Like any time that, because, you know, we represent the audience of the Fast franchise mm-hmm. and we are idiots. And mm-hmm. so they treat us accordingly and yeah. I love them for it. Anytime they enter a new environment, anytime an annoying person you go to the movies with would lean across to you and say, it's, where it's are they? How do they know him? They've, they just in, tell you. They're in front of that. They there's say a, it out loud. There's a char- they've split the workload across nine core characters <laughs> and basically written one chunk of dialogue that they just randomly serve up to each different character it's like one sentence at a system. time. It's and like so, we spent so much money blowing up cars that we had to keep doing test screenings and just adding dialogue <laughs> until every... Like the dumbest asshole who came and screen tested this film <laughs> knew exactly who everyone takes, was, yeah. what their motivation was, and where they were located. It takes nine people, nine actors playing <laughs> characters to walk into a room and say, wow, this is a room in the embassy. Yeah, I hope that the ambassador to Sweden doesn't find out we're here. Well, you know he's got history with Dom. It, it is like it's just a movie filled with that kind of exposition parading around as if it's believable dialogue. And, and it, frankly, I want to start living my life this way. People always say in movies and TV that they perceive as being badly written, no one ever talks like that. Well, guess what? I'm going to work backwards. <laughs> I'm going to start talking like they do in Fast and Furious 9 because I want everyone to understand what's happening in my life explicitly. Why leave anything to chance? These people probably live in healthy relationships. They have clear lines of communication and connection with their children. Life is simpler. Life is better, except for the fact every three months, year, five years, they get called out to work on some top secret mission set in a a city or a country we've not heard of called Monte Quinto to track down a piece of plastic called the device that when fused with the presence of Han's daughter, who is yeah. the key, uh, will give John Cena access to a satellite yeah. that is in orbit of the Earth that will then... It gives them power of all of all of everything, but mainly like weapon systems around the world. It gives them the power of the weapon systems. Shouldn't let that satellite get up in the first place. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be fun. And no, I wouldn't say that. I think it's going to be a real slog, actually. No, it's, it's nice to... It's nice to know we're not going to watch it 52 times. Yeah, it's nice to have eight to look forward to. Yeah. It's nice to be sort of... I, I, feel, I described us as climbing the mountain, but it feels like going down steps that get smaller and smaller. Falling down a mountain. I suppose. Uh, and, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited for... Um, you know, getting some friends along. It is good to be back in the saddle. tell us what they know about. Can I tell you something that absolutely shits me, though? I have really not seen a movie in ages. Yeah. 
and I know that I won't now, and this is going to be my sole cinematic diet I, while we do this. I, I more or less started screening movies I haven't seen before at a cinema in response to this podcast because I feel like... Is that really... Explain what this is because this is a great thing that you're I, doing. I screen uh, once a month a movie. It's called You'd Love It. With Guy Montgomery and they're classic movies I've never seen, but people have always told me we're I talking would, Terminator Two. I would love Gremlins. Terminator One actually. Oh, was it Gremlins? Wizard of Oz, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. But I mean, I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen any Star Wars. I haven't seen The Godfather. I haven't seen you know all manner of films. And people, because of this podcast, assume that I know about movies or I've seen movies. And it's. The opposite it's is true. Just not because true. of this podcast, it's just, you don't. It's all concentrated down to sort of four franchises, <laughs> essentially. And um, this is a continuation of that. And I haven't, you know, I haven't seen a movie since Gremlins, which was fantastic, by the way. Uh, Have you not? Because for a while there, you were getting to the cinema and you were seeing stuff. I was making a real effort. Yeah, you did a good job. Uh, that's not the case at the moment. Uh, because I've replaced it with this. It's fucking funny is what it is. Because the original premise of watching, you know, the same movie 52 times, that's pretty absurd. The fact that we are now old men. We're in our mid-30s, some of us more mid than others. We've both got kids. And now this is going to comprise probably our entire cinematic diet for the year. And that math you did before of getting to 45, I'll bet you didn't even include Hobbs and Shaw in there, did you? It's not canon. Isn't it? It's not canon. Isn't it? I don't actually know the answer to that question. I think, it's, I a, I think it's, a, it's a side project. I saw that at the cinema. Did you? Yeah. You saw that one? Yeah. Did it give you any clues about what's going on? And no, because it's it's a side mission, right? So who's in it? Jason Statham and The Rock. Oh, who fucking hate each other? Or Vin Diesel hates The Rock. The Rock. And I suppose we can look forward to finding out why. Yeah. Well, it's probably because The Rock is doing everything Vin Diesel. I imagine like Vin Diesel had a dream, and that is to be The Rock. But then The Rock was The Rock. And Vin Diesel did this one franchise. Here's, and Pitch Black and that other thing you reminded me of while we were watching. Here's what you need to what know. What was it called? The other movies. Moana. No, 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 Vin Diesel. Oh, Triple X. Thank you. Fast X is coming to a cinema near you at an undisclosed time. Get ready for the... Movie going experience of a lifetime. Matt. I don't have a lot of juice. I just need you to know that the movie is coming and we are deep in the pocket of Universal to tell you about it. Do you think Universal would have made a subpar movie if they were spending the kind of money that they would need to spend to get Worst Idea to do a whole season just That's in right. the lead up to it? You thought that that was going to be a bad film? Guess what? You're wrong. Guess what? Universal doesn't miss. <laughs> Name me one bad Universal movie. And what I'll show you is a person who's bad at critiquing films because yeah, you're fucking wrong. Who's bad at watching movies. Yeah, you're a fucking idiot, you dumb idiot. Get out of here, stupid head. So, look, with that, it's our first watch. Um, I think we accidentally did cover a lot of the plot. Um, we've got a lovely top five of the dudes I and would you, uh, a, have sex with in the movie. There's a lot of uh, tricks and treats to look forward to as well. Uh, that you know, stones that remain unturned, and this this movie is a gift in that it it does leave a lot of stones for turning. There's a lot of sequences. <laughs> there's a lot of different moments, and yeah. um, and I look forward to uncovering them after watching this same movie another eight times yeah. and hoping to glean more info. Well, the same movie in a week, and then yeah. again and again, and again and again and again. And again, and again, and then never again. Well, then we get the next one to look forward to. Fast 8, whatever that's called. I don't even know fully what this one's called, but I look forward I to being more confident next week. It's got to be the Fate, fate of the Furious. Is it? What, Is the it next eight? one? Or this the, is F9, uh, F8, Fate. Yeah, man, that's really good. Yeah. Is that the name of one of them? Do you know, or are you just you're spitballing? It's, uh, uh, it's uh, I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. If you would like to support us and or see the video episodes of these. 
God willing, I've I've got it on there and we've recorded it correctly. Twiwat.substack.com. Mm. I'm pretty sure is the website address. You can just like look us up. We're on Substack. That's where the premium content lives. There's more bonus stuff for you on there. Facebook.com slash Twiwat. Is that right? No. Worst idea of all time. Thank you. It's been, see, it's been a minute since we've done Twitter a and Instagram at Twiwat Pod. Here we go. There we, we go. We um we refuse to use TikTok. Like and subscribe or else we will die. Yeah. No, I'm going to start a TikTok for us. Tim is starting a TikTok. Let's get on TikTok. No. Why not? I don't want any part of it. I'm getting us on TikTok. Okay. We're going to be huge on TikTok. Well, I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed being with you. Uh, Can you rate both of those out of five real quick? Both of the you, movie and hanging out with and me. your company because I did bully you quite a lot. Uh, the movie probably three out of five, uh, and that number I imagine will go down incrementally. Uh, the company probably three out of five, but I've got you I'll know take that I've got tonight. I've got higher hopes. I've been pretty antagonistic <laughs> and and needlessly. I think the mean. I think um, you know. I'm excited to chart these on a graph. Yeah. Do you want to rate me or are you cool? No, I'd absolutely love to. The movie is pretty dog shit. I'm giving it a two and a half because there's some cool sequences and I like all the flashback stuff. I'm giving you a three and a half. You're a cool guy. (laughs) But you got to get a little more pep in your step, brother, if you want to break the four. Shut the F up. All right, everybody. We'll catch you in the next episode of season six of The Worst Idea of All Time. A goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.